They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling. And now, they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are... Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling! I am Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, Primetime John Paz. John, quick hello. Hey. Hey, yo. What's going on, Chad? Oh, hey now. So, special breaking news edition of the two-man power trip of wrestling podcast. First time I think we've been able to uh, jump on something like this, and that is the first United States interview of China in over four years as she is now back in the United States and supporting a Kickstarter campaign, the reconstruction of China. What are your thoughts on our brief yet uh, informative talk with China? Really good stuff there. Uh, I, when we, you know, when we set this thing up, I didn't realize that she literally just got into the United States as she's made her residence in Japan for the last uh, couple of years. So I had no idea. And then, you know, we got informed. This is, in fact, this was her first interview for anybody else. Her first interview in the United States in about four years. So uh, that was uh, that was just a great uh, sign off the bat. And we got some good stuff off of her. And obviously she's got the big Kickstarter campaign that she's kicking off. Yeah, totally. Uh, I completely agree. And I think uh, the last time that China was uh, on American soil. She actually was performing uh, in TNA uh, for a very brief run, teaming with Kurt Angle, right, against the Jarrett's. Uh, yeah, correct. Definitely, uh, definitely something to, uh, I guess, uh, maybe I'd run out of the United States, uh, you know, if I had to get in the ring with uh, with Jeff Jarrett and uh, during that Double J MMA uh, gimmick that he was running. But uh, I digress. But uh, China's back, and this uh, Reconstruction of China project is definitely, definitely uh, going to get talked about. She's embarking on a huge media blitz starting tomorrow. And uh, like you said, we got the first interview after landing in the United States. And, uh, you know, it was uh, really cool to hear what she had to say about training in Japan and uh, living in Japan. And now she's back, and uh, we'll see what's going to happen next. It was a brief interview, I would say, only about 15 minutes or so. Um, she literally was um, coming back. She just landed here today. She was in New York City hanging out. Um, so, you know, nothing long, nothing, nothing crazy, but good, really good stuff for the amount of time that we had her on. I loved hearing about uh, the Japan stuff because um, she did train in an Inoki uh, dojo out there in Los Angeles for a little bit. Then she went to Japan with uh, Antonio Inoki for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but she was a, a ref for a match uh, the Steiner brothers were involved with, I believe, against Tanahashi. And I don't can't recall off the top of my head who the uh, who his tag team partner was, but I know it was the Steiner brothers and Tanahashi were involved. She was a ref, and then she moved on to a match against Masahiro Chono, who is obviously one of the three musketeers of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's one of the 
biggest names and one of the greatest Japanese stars of all time. Um, so that was pretty cool to hear, you know, about that and, and her time in Japan. And it's just awesome to hear about the culture of Japan as we are two huge Japan marks. Yeah, totally. It was uh, that Shono uh, China match is definitely uh, that's definitely one to go out and watch because uh, it's uh, it's pretty hard hitting if I uh, if I do say so myself. But I'll tell you what. And uh, I meant to ask to put you on the spot with that, but I, I forgot. But it's okay because it's breaking uh. news. But I'll tell you what, and this is a really great point she made. WWF did not uh, tour Japan, really, during that late 90s uh, stretch where, you know, she was definitely major cog in the wheel of the WWF. And I wonder um, if this huge influx of uh, professional wrestling uh, and sports entertainment working its way into the uh, the Japanese uh, style is uh, any indication of maybe a missed opportunity back then. Hmm. Perhaps yes. I, I think you. Uh, I think you might be right. But keep in mind at that point also, I believe she. You know, she makes this point as well that Japanese wrestling was. I mean, I, I think it, it's pretty hot right now. But back then it was. Huge, huge, it was huge business. It was doing better than um, a lot of the major promotions here. You know, maybe not so much as the best, but a lot of the major promotions here was it was outshining them. So they didn't really need any uh, American, uh, you know, any American wrestling companies coming over there because they had so much with New Japan and All Japan, and eventually with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. I mean, they didn't really need too much American wrestling. Plus, they had so many good guy gins over there. It was ridiculous. Without a doubt, and that's why you are the best color man in the business, my friend, for great analysis such as that. So as we wrap this and, and prep for China, John, I'm going to let you just do the usual um, house maintenance and throw out the plugs, and uh, hopefully if you are a subscriber, you got this uh, immediately and uh, you enjoy because it was definitely uh, a, a really cool little uh, Easter egg, to say the least. So take it away, my friend. All right, the plugs, here we go. Two-man power trip of wrestling. Please subscribe on YouTube. We just put up some new clips featuring the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Jesse the Body Ventura, Kane, and, of course, the most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. So please check that out. Also, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you think. Also, two-man power trip is on Facebook. You can like us there. And don't forget to check out the Twitter machine at Rasslin Pal and at Two Man Power Trip. Always good anecdotes from us on there and some clips from all the major wrestling websites that have been covering us lately. And cannot forget about the website, tmptofwrestling.com. That is tmptofwrestling.com. Please click on the Amazon link on the upper left-hand corner. It helps if you do. You're shopping through us, uh, shopping through them. It helps us. We get a little bit of a kickback, and we just keep the show up and running. So please do all your Amazon shopping through that link on the website. And cannot forget this. Our guest right now has a Kickstarter campaign called The Reconstruction of China. Please go to Kickstarter, search out China. That is C-H-Y-N-A. That is C-H-Y-N-A. And check it out on Kickstarter.com. And without further ado... Please enjoy the episode of the Ninth Wonder of the World, the two-time WWF Intercontinental Tag Team, excuse me, Intercontinental Champion, 
the one-time WWF Women's Champion. Please enjoy China. Hey, China, how you doing? Hello, Great to hear from you. Hi. First, yeah, now I can hear. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, first things first, welcome back to the United States. It's lovely uh, to have you on our great land again. But we're here to talk about the Kickstarter <laughs> campaign and the reconstruction of China. So why the Kickstarter yeah. campaign and why now? Well, so it's been in the works, you know, for, you know, I think over the years I've kind of wanted to share my life with the fans and the friends, my friends, you know, and talk about what's kind of the whole story, you know, what happened in the wrestling, what happened after the wrestling, why I went to Japan, what's been going on since I went to Japan, um, coming back, you know, and... Um, Fresh start, yeah. So I, think, I think it's going to be a great story. And I think I've been trying to do it in my own way for many years, but just finally coming together now, the right timing. And, you know, so we're going to, um, yeah, we're going to, like, we're on this. I'm super excited to be back today, the first day. We've already been hitting, hitting the town, New York, New York City, and we're going to be traveling across the country and doing lots of interviews and seeing lots of friends and fans, and it's going to be awesome. You're going to get the whole whole story. That's phenomenal. And obviously, if it's a great place to start, New York is the, uh, is the number one hot spot to uh, get your feelings back on the United States. But, you know, you definitely overcame a lot of adversity. You're such a polarizing figure in, in not only, I wouldn't even say the wrestling world, but the entertainment industry. And definitely your traveling to Japan and spending your time there has been a great part of your life. And with this documentary and this Kickstarter campaign, which you can go to Kickstarter and search China, and you can find all the information about the Kickstarter campaign, what is it you like the most about Japan, and what really caught you in staying there for as long as you did? Well, you know, Initially, I, I went to Japan with Inoki-san, Antonio Inoki, and um, ended up wrestling Masaru Chono, you know, and it was kind of opposite end of the world over there, and I don't think a lot of people really understood what what was happening there, you know. It was like China and the sports entertainment world, but then to go over in Japan and, you know, have this female wrestle... Masaru Chono was just incredible, you know, and all the training with Inoki-san and the dojo with all these mixed martial artists and incredible guys. So I just really loved Japan. It was so life-changing that when I felt it was time to remove myself from kind of all the chaos that was going on here and, um, you know, go away to opposite opposite side of the world, different culture, different language, regroup, you know, find myself a little more. And, uh, yeah, I just felt the time was right now. Time was right. So I'm excited. Get back in the game. Get some answers. Make some phone calls. <laughs> now, with right? that, uh, absolutely. Now, with this documentary yeah. coming out, what would you say it's about? Obviously, you and your life, but are you going to talk about how you were a trailblazer, you know, in the industry for women wrestling? 
Well, of course. You know, I mean, the fan base is the fan base is the wrestling base. You know, and those were some, my happiest days. You know, the greatest days of my life. And um, you know, so I think I think that's the base of the story. But you know, of course, there's a there's a there's an arc that's happened 15 years later to where I am now, and and you could just see it. it's it's the journey, you know, and it's about being happy, you know, finding happiness and and making your mark and all of that stuff. Absolutely. Now you were talking about obviously Kickstarter and the and the Kickstarter campaign, and obviously with Kickstarter mm-hmm. you need a fan support. So what have the fans meant to you over the years? Well, yeah, we wanted to do it on Kickstarter because, um, I mean, like I said, it's all about the fans, you know, and mm-hmm. basically doing the movie with the fans. And so, you know, I want them to be a part of it. I want them to be a part of the movie. And um, they're part of the story. The fans are part of my life story up to this point, you know. So I think that's the best way to do it together. Now, obviously, a huge part of your career, you spent your time in the WWF, and obviously you made right. a huge, huge mark there. Can you talk about what it was like to be, you know, the first woman ever in the King of the Ring and the first woman to win the Royal Rumble and the first woman to win the Intercontinental Championship? Can you just talk about what that all meant to you? Well, I think it means, you know, at the time, I guess I I thought it was, well, obviously I knew it was a very special moment, but I I didn't have the wrestling background that a lot of wrestling fans have when I started in in the WWF and WWE. You know, I didn't didn't even really know that what was going to happen in that world. So... You know, when all that was happening, I don't think I quite quite realized it until after the fact, really. You know, mm-hmm. for me, it was like going out every night and, like, just wrestling with the men. I knew that I had to be my best at all times. There was no room for error, and that's just how it was. So that's how I kind of, you know, that was my every day for me. Now, and it's interesting say? going out, you know, and talking to the fans and stuff because it's now now that I can stop and listen to people, you know, and to the fans, they they can tell me more about my matches and the history and stuff that that I knew that it was actually happening, you know. It's really cool. You know, and actually and what would you say the biggest difference is between the Japanese uh the Japanese fans slash crowds and the American crowd. And, and I guess I wouldn't even say the response that you get between the two, but uh, maybe since they're a little bit more respectful than the American fan, you know, the, uh, the feelings that you feed off of from them. Well, when I went to Japan, um, wrestling was big. Of course, I was part of New Japan Professional Wrestling. And I, was, I had trained in the Anoki Dojo, in Los Angeles for about two years before I wrestled in Japan. But, and wrestling was hot then 
in Japan as well. It's not so much right now. I mean, the WWE could go over. I saw a sign on the train for them going over, I think, this month or something. I'm not sure, but... Um, New Japan professional wrestling is a little bit was a little bit darker, a little bit more serious, and a lot more mixed martial arts thrown in there, and you know, it was a whole different experience. Kind of like I see it as more like an underground type of you know serious thing, where it's like a lot of foreigners didn't want to go over there because you know they were going to get beat up. <laughs> and but I didn't, I just didn't really you know I was properly trained for it and. I felt that it was going to be a you know life changing experience, and it was. Whereas you know sports entertainment in the U.S. you know, you know and that that's that. But yeah, it was it was really a whole different ball ball game. But that's because I was with New Japan Professional Wrestling, of course, too. I think I don't know how it would be if I was with you know WWE at the time. I never got a chance to go to Japan. They weren't really doing much in Japan at that time. Right. Definitely, uh, definitely would have helped because it's definitely a large, uh, large fan base. But back to the Kickstarter, and of course, you can go to Kickstarter.com and search China, and it's the reconstruction of China, the uh, the campaign that's going right now. What do you think this documentary is going to prove, and what the biggest misconception of China is? Because just getting to talk to you, you know, you're very you're very intelligent, like I said earlier, very polarizing figure in not only sports, but also professional wrestling, sports entertainment. But what's the biggest misconception of China? Well, I mean, I don't know about the misconceptions, but I know, you know, I know about, you know, the truth, and I want to tell the story, you know. There's a story there. There's a lot of obstacles and a lot of great things that have been accomplished, and I know it, and... You know, I want that to be remembered because those are the important things. And also just about, you know, being happy and coming out on the other side, you know, a happy, accomplished person. And I think that that's um, a story for athletes, for fans, for women, um, you know. And I think it's a good story, it's a story that needs to be told. Because I think I that fans should hear it from, you know, I deserve to tell my story, too, you know? Without a doubt. So, um, yeah, and so that's what that's what we're doing here. Yeah, well, again, it's the Kickstarter campaign. It's the reconstruction of China. China, it's been our pleasure talking to you, and best of luck with the tour and the campaign, and, and good luck with everything you're going to be doing because uh, we'll definitely be supporting you and uh, and the project. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm super excited, you guys, about this, and um, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, good, like I said, good luck and uh, and best to you.